production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Today's show, I'm absolutely positively affirmed that you will like this show, because we've got a great guest that we're going to be spending the entire hour with. And she is an author, she's a speaker, she's a bike rider, she's uh, traveling around the world, she's an author of a children's book that is doing really, really quite well. So it'll, it will be fun for you to hang out with us for the entire hour. It's noon on a Friday, and I hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving, and uh, with a little luck, you're having turkey and cranberry sandwiches for lunch. Um, but first, I got to talk to Nathan and see how things are going with him today. It's a nice day outside, I hear. Yeah, not really a Black Friday at all. All that sunshine, no blackness around. Now, have they done, I haven't been watching the news. Have they been talking about uh, Black Friday and, and all the people going to the stores and jumping all over each other to get the good deals and all that kind of thing like normal? You know, it just seems to me like all that rush has just gone away because, I mean, everybody's doing Black Friday at the beginning of November. It seems like there's all these early Black Friday deals. And then, of course, all the online retailers are doing their Black Friday specials there. So you don't even need to go to the store and worry about get, getting trampled on by people looking to buy the newest and best vacuum cleaner or anything like that. It's it's amazing to me. Some marketers said, well, you know, Black Fridays would be a great idea. And then then they decided, well, let's take Black Friday and make it Black uh, November. And yeah. people are starting to do all that all that stuff because they want your money. And uh, everybody wants to have something first. So, you know, the best way to do that is make it available earlier. So they just keep pushing it back and back and back. I in the, indeed, indeed, and I, I keep on wondering because I am turning as I get a little older into more and more of a minimalist. I don't have a bunch of stuff. I don't even think in terms of gee whiz, I wish I could have that, or or I wish I could go get this and and, and stuff because I have everything I need, and I I have a pair of shoes. I don't need more than one. I just wear one, you know, and, and some people are like, no, I got to have a dozen pair of shoes and stuff. So anyway. Um, but it's but also it's a great time to do Christmas shopping, too. So even if you are a minimalist and you know lots of people and you're doing a Christmas shopping, now's the time. Boy, no kidding. This year has gone by so fast, so fast. It's, it's just amazing to me. And, uh, and Christmas will be here. Gosh, one, yeah. this <laughs> is one month and Christmas Eve is here. Exactly. And just uh, kind of interesting, almost that uh, Christmas is nearly exactly one month away from Thanksgiving. I think they plan it that way because then, then <laughs> they can get all the, the Christmas. And there were people that were putting up Christmas lights before Thanksgiving. And so there were the stores and there's all of that. So every, every, everything's getting blurred together. It's kind of even, even before uh, um, Halloween, there was some Christmas up. I thought. And then uh, Christmas music on the radio stations as well. Now, is is and is Kixie doing that um, for the, the holiday season again? Uh, they, I believe, will do that more closer to Christmas, but one of our other sister stations, Warren 106.9, is also doing their 
Christmas oh, I knew music it was, now. I know it was one of yours, but uh, yeah. so if you want to go listen to some Christmas music after the show's over, of course, you Good can't point. go now. <laughs> but after the show's over, you can go, and that is 106.9? Mm-hmm. Oh, 106.9 FM. Very nice. Well, uh, it's great to see you. I hope you're having, uh, of course, you're working as I am. So, uh, but I, but I'm not really working. I'm just having fun. So it's never work when you're having fun. That's exactly right. And uh, I get to meet or talk to a gal that I've talked to before. She's very engaging. Uh, she's very free spirited and she's goes wherever her heart tells her to go, whenever her heart tells her to go there. And she is, she's one of those people that in, at the, um, at the tender age of, I will say just for fun over 40, you picked up the bike and decided to ride across Canada. And uh, you spent a bunch of time doing that. You then you've written a children's book, which is out there now, and it is doing very, very well from what I understand. And that little guy, he, he the name of the book is titled What If You Could? And that little guy wants to become world famous, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. It's always a pleasure to uh, spend time with you. So appreciate this. Well, Lynn, it's fun. It's fun to have you here. And if you want to follow along with us, go to Lynn Harley. That's L Y N N E Harley.com. And you can follow along with us. You can uh, get a synopsis of the book and uh, it would be a great time of year. As Nathan mentioned before um, we began that the, now is the time to start looking for Christmas presents. And if you have a little one, or someone who acts like a little one in your house, uh, you might want to get this book because it, it really is um, a forward-thinking book and it helps kids and people live their best lives. Don't you think, Lynn? Uh-oh. And there and there you are. You Oh, then you're back. Yeah, I think we both kind of popped out of there for a minute. Yes, well, that's that's what modern technology is sometimes. Yeah, you have to ask for extra grace when you're using these. <laughs> yes, but did you did you hear my question? Yeah, you asked about the book, and I was yeah. just saying it's got. I believe it's got a really powerful message, which is for not just children. And uh, I've just created actually a companion journal, which I'm offering on my website as a free gift if people subscribe. And this is where I unpack the book for adults. So really dig into the metaphors in this book that support um, adults and anybody who's moving forward to really create a life that they would love to live. Well, the reality is, is that whether or not we would like to, we're all moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, you really can't um, go into the future and move backwards. Um, so you're always, I think most people, I know I was and am am interested in living my best life and and doing the things that are helpful to get that done. And, and you talk quite a little bit about that in a number of ways, don't you? Yeah, well, one of the I'm, I'm transitioning out of coaching, but I am going to work with colleagues because I still want to be able to support people. But I think the most powerful way to really um, move forward with your life is to live from your vision. And, you know, there's all kinds of studies now that are actually showing people with a vision. Uh, one of my, my um, belief, one of the things that I'm really advocating for is mental health and especially youth mental health. And I think there's just so much power in having a vision to guide us. 
And when we don't have that, we're usually kind of blown around by the conditions of our life. And the truth is conditions will come up, circumstances will come up. But when we have that kind of guiding light or that North Star, that helps us to navigate those difficult times. And I think also to just to be able to um, build resilience to go through, you know, some of those challenges that we're all going to experience in this human experience. Well, you know, a lot of people would say if you were to um, talk to somebody and say, okay, what's your vision? Where do you see yourself? What do you want to do? I'm willing to bet that a lot of people will say, uh, I don't know. I, I, I haven't given it much thought because I'm too busy working and, and going to the grocery store and taking care of the kids. I don't have time to think about such highfalutin things like a vision. But you're right. If you don't have a vision and a direction and a purpose and a, a real passion for what you're doing, it makes it very difficult. How do you help people or, or coach people to come up with a vision? That seems to be like number one. Yeah. And again, I just wrote this 13 page companion journal, but just like the little caterpillar. So, and I, I draw these metaphors from my book. So first of all, we know that nature is always expanding and changing. We know most of us that a caterpillar will become a butterfly. And I mean, how amazing is that? What we don't often realize is that same ability, that same nature of becoming more is within us. So in my book, I've kind of put this little caterpillar into his own realm because he can think. So we know that caterpillars don't think, but it, it's just a kind of a tongue in cheek example of how this caterpillar can think his way out of his becoming. But he starts by really feeling um, some longing and discontent. He's been on a leaf now on a branch for three weeks. He's been eating leaves. And to me, the metaphor for us as adults is often where this, you know, same old, same old, going to the job, not really loving it. You know, so there's often conditions that cause us to feel some longing and discontent for more. And the first thing that I want to tell people is celebrate that that is there because those are signals for us to grow. And again, when you understand this, you're more easy to be with that and use this as really a guide. Often, though, you know, we see, you know, oh, I love this or I'd love that. And then we kind of stifle it by going, well, I should just be grateful for what I have. What I have is good enough because growth always requires us to leave our comfort zone. And so so one of the ways to start is just, you know, pay attention to if there's longing or discontent in your life and start to just even write it down. Like, what is it? Like, call it out, look at it. And then like the caterpillar, he doesn't really know so much what he wants, but he knows what he doesn't want. And so when I coach people, I invite them to say, start with what you do know. So if you want, you know, maybe if you want, you're dissatisfied with your job because of maybe the long hours, what you would love is perhaps half time. Maybe it's working different shifts. So start with what you do know, and you can almost base it on, well, if you don't want this, what would you love? So for this little caterpillar who doesn't want to be on a branch any longer, he just goes, I would love to fly. So he doesn't say I'm going to be a butterfly. He doesn't know this in the book yet. He's just a caterpillar. So then he also looks at he's so tired of eating leaves. So there's his discontent. I am tired of eating milkweed. So what would I love? Wow, to drink the nectar of flowers. So he's almost going to the polar opposite of his current experience. And he's this drab little color, this little caterpillar with very little color. 
So then it's like, okay, if I don't want to be drab anymore, what's the polar opposite of that? I would love to be colorful. I would love to be so colorful and add beauty to the world. So I think a good way to start is start with what you know, you know, and let it build from there. The other thing that I um, invite people to do is the coaching I do is called full spectrum living. So we want to make sure that the vehicle of us is running on all four wheels. It's not, you know, lopsided. So we all have results in the area of our health and well-being. Most people know or have a longing for maybe improved whatever it is. Maybe I want to be more physically active. I would love to, you know, be my ideal weight. I'd like to sleep better at night. So there's some longing and discontent often in the area of our health. And then there's the area of relationships. So these are important quadrants in our life. It can be relationships with a significant other. It can be with um, siblings, family members, colleagues. And I think even the relationship we have with ourselves is very important. Then the third area I invite people to look at is what does your vocation area look like? For some people, they call it a career. For people, you know, as they get older, maybe they're transitioning out of work into retirement. It's like, how do I want to share myself, my time, my talent, my gifts? Like what's going to give me a purpose for getting up in the morning? And then the last area is time and money freedom. So right now, if you feel like you don't have a lot of time or you don't have a lot of money to do the things you would love, then you start to vision what you would love. So we're just creating this template that's out there. So just like the caterpillar is currently a physical little caterpillar, he has this template, this idea of what he would love, which is flying, drinking nectar, traveling around the world, being colorful. You... Um in the work that you do and, 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 and really in your own life, because you not only have talked about these things, you've done them. Uh, as an example, you just told me that you're going to Mexico and South America for the next four months. A lot of people aren't going to do that because they get nervous or they're scared or what, for whatever reason. And But you do that. Now, what is it about you that helps you do those things when like the bike riding trip that you took and the other things that you've done uh what is is it something special about you uh, or is it something that that we can all pick up on i think we can all pick up on this and a big part of it is just understanding this universal spiritual energy these laws and again as soon as we're called to something bigger than what we know fear arises so I talk again a little bit about that in the companion journal. And so what if instead of going, oh, my God, this is too scary, I can't do it. What if we could say, here I grow again. So anybody who's done great things, and I could invite you to answer that, Kevin, when you've moved into something that felt bigger than you, I'm sure that you noticed there was maybe some feelings of fear or some anxiety about how it could turn out. Am I going to fail? You know, um, so my deal was the weirdest thing, um, Lynn, because when uh, I had this epiphany that I was really wondering, and I know that a lot of people ask the same question. It's one of the, my favorite questions to ask on the show, which is, why am I really here and what am I here to do? What did I, what did I really want to, the skill set that I have is a skill set that I have. How can I use that for the betterment of myself and, and, uh, and everybody else around me? And so when I started doing uh, radio, which is a story all in, unto itself, 
and and created this thing um i got a lot of pushback from a lot including my significant other what are you doing you had a great job you were doing you were doing really well we had the house we had the kids we had the dog we had the cat we had everything and now now you're taking it all and you're risking it all on this thing that you have no earthly idea if it's going to be successful or not well I felt like that was what I was called to do. And it became vital for me to follow through on that. And then, of course, over the course of time, everything else changed. My life is completely different today than it was then. And um, some people would be fearful of that. And uh, for whatever reason, I wasn't fearful of it. I embraced it uh, wholeheartedly, very much like what you do. Well, and what I heard you say in that is you had, you know, I think one of the biggest things is making a decision for what you want and paying attention to the ideas that come through your mind. Does this light me up? Do I feel excited about it? That's such a big part of, you know, why would you go after something if it didn't really light you up? So, for example, when I decided to do the bike ride, um, you know, I went to a one day event coming out of COVID ready for way more life after being in lockdown for a couple of years. And I met a couple of women who had before COVID cycled across Canada. And the more they shared their stories, the more I just felt myself light up. I thought, oh my gosh, I would love to do that. So, I mean, that was there. I could feel it. And again, I'm so aware of this now because I coach it. But let me tell you, on the drive home, I was hearing from the voice that goes, are you serious? You've never done anything like that before. Really? I've heard that voice. You don't have a, you don't even have a bike to do this. You've never ridden on a loaded bike. You've never ridden more than like one day in a row. Like what even makes you think you can do it? And so I'm getting good now at saying, there you are. You're arriving right on time. I've got a really big dream. And this voice, which is what my little book is about, is the voice that, like you said, you really wants to kind of rain on your parade. Who do you think you are? And you, as you said, sometimes it comes from somebody else. Sometimes it's our own self-talk about what we think we can accomplish. And uh, But sometimes, too, it's people we love who, you know, they're invested in your, you know, the concern for you. Like, well, what if you lose everything, just like your wife said, or we lose it? or it could be parents, you know, how many children are, you know, maybe dreaming of a some kind of career they want and the parents are going, well, that's not very practical. You're never going to make money doing that. So we want to just be alert to the ways that voice shows up. And then it really boils down to deciding how badly do you want this? And I think the other thing that's so important to realize is if we know how it's going to happen, it's not really a vision or a dream, it's a goal. And so there's a big um, leap of faith when you're living into a vision, because usually you have no idea how, but what I like to say to people is that's none of our business. My work is to take my next step that's gonna move me in the direction of my vision. So I can take a deep breath and you know wake up in the morning and go, so for example, I'm getting ready for Mexico. I've got a list that I have to get in place before I actually leave the country on, on uh, Wednesday. And, you know, every day it's like, okay, what can I do today? What's mine to do this day? Some of these things I can put on the back burner till next Monday. Some of these things I needed to do today. And so it's really just discerning what's my next step to take. 
And I like to use the metaphor of if you're driving from Seattle to another city at night, you only need to see as far as your headlights are going to show the way. And then you turn that corner and your headlights show the other way. And so just to be open that there's this infinite, the programs I teach are very spiritual, intelligence, this energy, there's something that's breathing us. We can't do that ourselves. But so often we're not willing to put our faith in that. I mean, it's got your back. It's beating your heart. You know, it's causing blood to course through your body. There's like 30 billion cells in your body that are being nourished and fed by this intelligence, this energy, the same energy that will take a little tiny caterpillar to a butterfly. And it's in us. And it really comes down to learning to trust it. And I believe that when you're leaning into what you would love, that is also coming from the infinite. These ideas don't just, you know, there's, it's like you said, there's this connection, you know, this was your soul's work. There was something in you that knew that. And I think as long as we're willing to follow that, we do find our way. And we have those out of the blue experiences and we have those right and perfect resources that show up for us. And I'm sure, again, you can attest to those kinds of doors opening for you. You know, it's interesting because of, of, I went through a period where I really wanted to find out why, why am I really here? What am I here to do? And that was just the question. I didn't have any answers, but what happened was the universe provided people and places for me to go to, to, to figure it out. One was I met a guy who was dating uh, a long family friend and he turned out to be a really spiritual man who was directing us as a group into a, a whole different way. And he's the one that during the course of our time together, which he's now, I haven't talked to him in 20 years. Um, he said, we should do a radio or a television show. And so I looked into it. We couldn't, but we could do radio. And so he said, let's do that. So, and I hadn't even considered it wasn't even on my radar. Uh, now I'd done it before when I was in college as a kid. I was an actor as a kid and all that. And, but I, it didn't really even dawn on me, but I figured it out and we could do it. And so that led point by point, action by action, watching the universe move everything the way it was supposed to needed to happen in order to make it work. And it all just kept on and it still does today. It just keeps falling into place, not by timing, but by the universe's timing. And so I give it up and I'm free for that because I'm, I'm convinced that I'm doing what I should be doing, what, I, what I'm doing for the planet, and that the universe has my back, just like you said. And it's going to take care of me and it's going to take care of what I need to do to get to the next level. And the, currently the next level is sitting here talking to you on live radio in Seattle, where uh, a lot of people are listening to what we have to say. It is just, it's the coolest thing. And, and it's just by allowing it to be. And that's, that's kind of your, your, your mantra as well, isn't it? Well, it is. And again, we have to, I think, learn to let go of this need to control. Usually when we're controlling, we're controlling based on our physical senses. This is how much money my bank account says. This is what this says. This is what this says. And when you really lean into your spiritual, I think, beingness, 
your imagination for one thing. I mean, where do these pictures come from? And I was presenting to a, a library read the other day and I just love this little boy. We talked about imagination. He was eight, I think. And I said, so how do you see imagination? He goes, well, it's not what you see here with your eyes. He points, he goes, it's what you see up here in your head. The pictures I see in my head. And I thought, brilliant, brilliant. And yeah. so I feel like, and one of the things I heard you say is when we're kind of trying to figure it out, what if your, I call it a prayer, if that resonates with you or your question to the universe is, why am I here? I want to know, you know, I think that's more part of it is the willingness. And then as you, as you just shared, things started to happen to take you to where you are meant to be serving, I think. And I think we're all here, you know, in some capacity to make our world a better place. And it could be just your immediate family, however that looks. But yeah, I'm a big believer in, um, you know, we kind of can call them those Hail Mary moments. And I was just watching this video on a call I was on this week about Indiana Jones, if people have been fans in the past, where he's at this cliff, he's on this mountain, and he's got to cross to the other side. And there's no way in his physical realm he could do it. But as soon as he takes the step out, it's like you see this, this footpath being created for him to get to the other side. And I think that this is how spirit works, intelligent works, is it's like it's waiting on us to decide to put our faith and trust in that power. And the minute we do, things do happen. And there's, you know, a beautiful quote by, um, I think it's Thoreau, he goes, you know, when one advances confidently, so confidently in the direction of their dreams, so this is what I would love, it's out there, you know, and in the direction of their dreams, endeavoring to live a life they love. So a life that would light you up. That was my blog, and it's going to be out in a week. I'll live a life that lights you up. Then all sorts of things begin to happen, like miracles. And I really believe that, I think it was Einstein who said, you know, you'll either go through life seeing everything as a miracle or nothing. And, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. You know, and it's where we continually decide we're going to put our attention. Well, I agree. And it's important that that we that we do that. And regardless of what you're doing now, when I was uh, after I had my radio days and I had to leave that, I drove a bus for 12 years in Seattle um, and I made the decision. In my case, it was a decision that I was going to treat everybody that got on my bus with a sense of caring and appreciation. So I would I would say hello to everybody that came on my bus and it had an impact. I, I, I can't say that, you know, here on KKNW and talking with you and the podcast and everything, I, we have more of an impact, but if you are a bus driver, if you are a convenience store worker, if you, whatever you're doing, if you would take the approach that you're going to do it to the best you can and be kind to everyone, amazing things will happen in your life. I'm convinced of it. What do you think? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And that's another part of the coaching is once you have your vision is asking yourself, 
who will I be when this all happens? Like, what kind of a person am I? So if I visualized, you know, I'm going to have a successful coaching practice, you know, I would be a person who is knowledgeable, who has calm confidence, who can encourage other people. Then the invitation when I'm working with people is you don't wait till that vision is realized. Just like you said, I'm showing up as that person now in this moment with whoever, whether it's the grocery clerk, whether it's going into the library, I'm in a little village now going into the post office and having a conversation with my postmaster. It's showing up because even when you're on your way to living into your visions, it's really not so much about the destination as who you become in the process. Um, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. By the way, we're talking with Lynn Harley. Go to her website, which is Lynn Harley, Lynn with an E. L-Y-N-N-E, Harley.com, and get the get the book, What If You Could? And that is for you, it's for your kids, there's a workbook that goes along with it, and you should get all of that, and now's the time, it's coming on to Christmas. Lynn, we need to take a quick break, um, and then when we come back, I want to ask you about, okay, Mexico, and the south why are you going there for heaven's sakes and watch where you're walking because there are snakes and stuff i'm just anyway so you're listening to positive talk radio on kknw 1150 a.m and we'll be right back Sounds good. Do you need to boost your sales? Join our partnership program. Each quarter, we promote 10 partner businesses. What will you get? The company will produce one 30-second video for your business. Your website links on positivetalkradio.net and kmmedia.pro. One dedicated podcast or radio show per month. One video Instagram reel. One YouTube short. One 60-second clip for social media taken from your interview, and at least one commercial airplay per show. All podcasts and video commercials are within the fabric of the show and will remain in the show forever. Visit kmmedia.pro to book a consultation today. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. For being our appreciated listener, you can use promo code PTR20 at checkout to receive 20% off your order. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. We believe in the power of telling your stories. We want to help yours be seen and heard. At the Pacific Northwest Collaborative Magazine, our purpose is to connect you to your community. Let's begin by celebrating the accomplishments of local artists featured in this brand new digital magazine. Here, you can learn about opportunities to creatively come together and support our local community and neighbors through the gift of art and service. If your business or organization would like to take part in this magazine, message us on Instagram at pnw.collab. You can download our free digital magazine at KM Media Pro today. 
Thank you to our dedicated fans. We are updating our live on-air schedule to make it super easy for you to hang out with us five days a week, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We broadcast on YouTube, Facebook, and live on Fridays with Kixie 880 AM Seattle Live. You can find our library to binge all the podcast platforms. We can't wait to see you at 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, starting September 4th, Labor Day 2023. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to KKNW 1150 AM. I want to give you a heads up, heads up, heads up. At 3 o'clock this afternoon on Kixie, we also do a show there on Fridays at 3. And uh, we've got, uh, we're going to be talking to the producer of the video that we did, uh, which is a 22-minute long uh, Wellness Blooms video. And uh, it's uh, and it's we're looking forward to doing that. And uh, so go there at three o'clock and then you can listen to Christmas music on Kixie, uh, which is going on right now. So um, and Nathan just told me that. So that's that's I'll take that as gospel. We're talking with Lynn Harley. She's written the book. What if you could, and uh, it's a children's book, but it's for actually all ages, and there's a companion piece with it uh, so that you can kind of follow along and journal along and and kind of watch yourself grow from where you are. Because, Lynn, I got to tell you, three years ago, I started a show called My Independence Report, Mm -hmm. and we just did the podcast, and we just had a podcast, and we had nothing else, and it was just a video, or excuse me, an audio podcast, and we still got, uh, um, I have 450 episodes on My Independence Report, and uh, um, we've now turned it into we're now doing audio and video. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We're, we're live on KKNW, which is also audio and video. And we also have a magazine out that we now publish through KMmedia.pro. And we've also got a television show that is Wellness Blooms in association with a uh, naturaldesign.com. So all of these things, when you get, when you find your role and you find your passion, all of these things have just happened. They've just, it wasn't like we made it just, we just allowed for it and it just, and it just happens. And isn't that how we're meant to live our lives? Well, I think so. And first of all, I want to celebrate you, Kevin, you know, just for, all that's changing and how you're willing to grow. I think that's the biggest thing is we have to be willing to say yes to life because life wants us to grow into our biggest versions again. So it's the desire to say, Hey, I want to step in and fill these shoes. And uh, for me, I think a powerful motivator is just even at the end of my life. And, you know, I'm, I don't want to say I'm pretty young at heart, but I'm also cognizant of the fact that I'm uh, on a time clock here. And I really want to, at the end of my life, think that I have lived my best life, you know, to the, to, in a way that I hope motivates and inspires others and leaves some good in the world. And I hear the same with you. You know, the interesting thing is I've talked to a lot of people in hospice and people that are in the end of life care. And I know that, I know that you have as well. And I know you'll appreciate this when they say that when they're talking to somebody who understands that they're in their last days of life. Um, oftentimes it's never about the checkbook. 
It's never about the career. It's always about, did I follow my passion? Did I live my life every day to become who I was destined to be? And that is the biggest regret that people have. And I know that you feel the same way I do. I don't want to go to that day, which sadly, even though I don't believe it, we all will have that day. Uh, and, and I want to be able to say that I lived my life with passion and with gusto and I did, I did what I was asked to do. Mm, yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. And again, just know that nothing in nature is static, nothing. You know, there's no mind to outthink that happening. And, you know, I'm watching my Christmas cactus bloom, which is a miracle. I got it three years ago and it was this big and, and I do my yoga in front of it. And I just went yesterday. Oh, my God, you are like so beautiful. It's, a, it's, it's this big. I'm not kidding. And to me, it's just such a beautiful demonstration of this, uh, you know, growth and expansion and more and the number of buds on it and the flowers are it's in full bloom and there's just like still buds coming for probably another two months. And I think that we need to, well, need, I guess the thing is it's embraced that that's within us and then trusting that the way will be shown. And I think another point to make is that we, you know, we talked a little bit about we don't need to have the, the entire plan and often we might even start out in what we think is our plan and then the road diverges and it takes us somewhere different. But I think, again, if you have that openness, it's even better. It's even better than what we in our human small amount of vision sometimes can think for us. Right. And so yeah. but it's so much um, it's so much about really tapping into what excites you and so start paying attention when you're even in conversation with people maybe somebody says oh i just joined this and i love it or somebody said i you know i i just came back from this trip and it was amazing or whatever it is sometimes we hear through another person what might light us up and then yep. um i just want to share a little bit about creating a vision too um and in the work I do, we actually have a test for us to decide, is this vision worthy of my soul energy? And often I think in our human smallness, we can think about, am I worthy of doing this? Yep. But one of the ways to really decide if you're on the path is, first of all, when you think about what you would love, does it give you a feeling of aliveness? And there is a proverb. So this isn't a religious program, but when a proverb is, Without a vision, people perish. And I think what happens is without something to kind of guide you, it's easy to lose that aliveness in our life. It's easy to be that caterpillar on the branch day after day who's just going through the motion. So first of all, pay attention to something you might see in a magazine or a billboard. Like I think the universe is always talking to us. Then, you know, the next thing to do, and I think this is so key also, is what I love is it in alignment of, with my my core values? I think we need as people need to know what is most important to us. If it's family, well, you're not going to take a job that's going to take you to the other side of the world away from your family. So it's important to get really clear on what do I value? What do I say I value? You know, and at the beginning you said I'm a minimalist and I'm much like you. Like it's not material possessions are not important to me, but I do love to travel. I do like to you know, share what I'm doing to inspire other people to do great things. And so I kind of looked at, 
And, you know, for me too, I've got three grown sons. I want to be a powerful mentor for them. And I think I am. You know, they kind of roll their eyes when I do it. Oh, I've had that look. But I keep telling them, just do what you love. What would you love when, you know, if they're kind of struggling with something? And even if you're just struggling with, you know, something in your current situation, ask yourself, how would I love the, what would, what would the outcome that I would love in here, you know, be? So then the next one is, does my dream require me to grow? So again, if it's really a dream, you will grow. And again, we're letting go of that need to play safe and just lean into the energy of if I would love it. And then the next point is, does my dream require help from a higher power, this intelligent energy, God, whatever you want to call it, the power that's breathing you. And I think, again, that you're opening yourself for miracles to happen when you say, yeah, I have no idea how this is going to happen, but I'm trusting. And then the last piece of this is, is there good in this for others? And so it doesn't, we don't have to be living on the street. Oh, we've lost her for just a second. I think she's going to come back here in just a second. So that's, uh, and by the way, we're talking with Lynn Harley. She's uh, an author. Um, she is a dynamic woman. She's traveled all over the country and, and is about to embark on a, on a mission to, uh, there you are, you're back now. Back again. So, you know, even if somebody says, well, I just really want to have find the love of my life. Well, if you find that person, you know, and you create that relationship, you're going to be, you're going to be impacting people around you, you know, if that's the energy you're living in. So I was saying before we kind of went missing there, we don't have to always be, you know, in Calcutta, like Mother Teresa doing those kinds of things. It could even just be, I want to improve the relationship with my children. You know, there's lots of people that have family relationships that are fractured. And is it important at the end of your life that you heal something like that? So it's different things. You know, everybody, everybody's dream is as unique as their fingerprint. And so I want to say there's no right or wrong. There's no measurement of is this good enough. It's really about does this light me up when I think about it? Is this something I feel like I want to give my soul energy to? And I'm prepared to do that. And sometimes go through those growing pains, right? Oh, yeah. Well, and, and what, what, you know, things have happened in, in, at least in my life. And, and see, I'm a, I'm a music fan. And so I like to listen to music. And right when I was going through my, why am I here? What am I here to do? I had two things happen. I had this friend who was a spiritual guy. And he said to me, go to a metaphysical bookstore and buy the first book that speaks to you. Didn't quite know what that meant, but uh, so I went to the metaphysical bookstore and I bought a book that uh, was called Journey of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton. Read it cover to cover, and it really changed my life. And the other one was there was a song that was out at the time, and it was called um, I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack. And the, basically the song is about don't sit there and just just stay on the sidelines. I hope you get up and dance and do whatever it is in your life that you really want to do that you feel, feel really good about. And that was, um, I've, I've listened to that song. It actually became part of the, um, theme 
for the original Positive Talk Radio. I took that song and and um, made some adjustments to it, and and so that became a very important piece. And it happens to all of us if we pay attention. Pay attention to the songs that are playing on the radio, or the song that you that you run across that uh, just. And listen to the words, listen to the lyrics. And Lynn, she was gone for a moment, and now she's back again. It's nice to see you again. It's not my real connection. I think I've got a strong connection, but uh, yeah. So tell us about your adventures that you're going to have in Mexico and South America. Well, I'm going to Central America, actually. But um, I just came back from a powerful three-day live event, which I attended for the first time since the pandemic, about creating my next level vision. So I have another book that I've started to write, which is the sequel to What If You Could. And uh, I part of my vision uh, last year when I we were talking about this before, I actually spent f- almost five weeks in a cast in Mexico last year on crutches. But I was on a very intentional retreat after that. And I dreamt up the idea of creating this beautiful little three season home that I've, I've made here with the intention of being gone for the winter months. So I'm leaving on Wednesday for Mexico. I'm going back for the month of December to my spiritual community called Namaste Village in Ajijic. And then I have a friend that I met last year there, and I'm flying down to Nicaragua, and we are going to just fly by the seat of our pants, no big plans. Uh, We want to have certain places that we're stopping to visit along the way through Honduras and Guatemala, making our way north back into Mexico. And I want to, and this was something that landed for me very recently, is, you know, sometimes you write, there's a book I read once that said, write it down and make it happen. Well, my book is starting to go into other places in the world. And my cousin, who was in Zimbabwe in Africa, wrote me a couple of months ago to say, okay, it's official. Your book is now on the continent of Africa. You know, we took three books to an orphanage we visited and you know, she wrote that. And all of a sudden I went, oh my God, it's happening. So one of the pages, I'll just show the book here, is this little caterpillar is visioning that he's traveling around the world, all around the world, he says. He imagined traveling all around the world. That's the exact line there. And I thought, what if I could get it into, then I Googled, all 193 countries in the world. This became my next, this would be so cool. So since then, I've got a friend who went to La Gambia in Africa. He took it there. Um, People have bought it. I know it's in Ireland. Um, My friend just came back from Belize. She took it to an orphanage there. So I've decided when I go down, I'm just going to take a bunch of books. And I'm going to work my way back through Central America, just making opportunities to stop in at schools where they teach English. Or um, actually, I'm in the process of getting the book translated into Spanish. So I have the translation with me I just haven't got it in the book and I just thought how fun would that be if this became my vision for the next who knows how long it'll take whether it's myself that takes it or somebody who's going on a destination to um, some other country and they're willing to purchase the book and make a point of taking it somewhere and then sharing a post and photos and I just think Just like positive talk radio, how positive would it be for people to just see where it's traveling? And whenever I speak now, I always think because of the message in my book, you know, are we going to listen to the voice of love as we're wanting to grow and change? 
are we going to listen to the voice that's not very kind and it's the one that's usually fear it speaks of fear doubt and should and i always think imagine if we could live in a world where everybody everybody was guided by the voice of love just imagine and so there's a part of me that thinks well if we can start with kids in other countries who knows right it's one step towards this vision of mine and you know what happens when you do that is that when you have a vision like that and then you begin to act on it stranger things are going to happen for you it's going to be like somebody's going to pick up your book they're going to meet you and they're going to look at your book and they're going to go you know gosh i have a the second largest publishing company in brazil i think maybe i'd like to publish your book down there in spanish and you're not it's not like you're having to go uh talk to them or it's just going to just happen and that's how the universe works when yeah. you put your in, intention out there and then you work for it that doesn't mean that you sit on your butt in your house and and do nothing you still need to you you still get the opportunity to work for it need is a terrible word um so you get the opportunity to work for it but uh, I, I see that for you. And I also see you um, taking this and become and it becoming a children's um, um, either movie or or television show uh, that will be educational in nature and will be able to help kids. Um, so you got lots of lots of avenues that are open to you that are just going to show up. It's just a it's magical how it happens. And, you know, I want to share a story because we talk about children. But when I was in Edmonton, which is a large city in Canada for this recent event, I met this young woman. She was in her early 20s and she was serving us at lunchtime. And I don't know why, but at the end she said, you guys are all so nice. That's what she said to our table. I said, well, we are in this work. So I guess that's a good thing that we're, we're reflecting that in the world. Anyways, I told her about my book because I think she was in school taking some video animating class. And she said, I'd love to get one, but I won't be back till Sunday. I said, okay, well, I'm still here. So just find me where, you know, in the conference room. Well, I didn't see her on Sunday, but I ended up staying an extra day on Monday. And again, how the universe works. And I mean, I didn't give it a lot of thought. Sometimes people say, you know, I'll buy my book and it doesn't happen. But I'm leaving at the exact time I'm in the parking lot by my car and her car is right beside mine. This is a big hotel, a conference call. And she goes, she jumps out of the car and she goes, oh my goodness, you haven't left yet. I said, no. And I said, I said, oh, and I remember her name, Daniela. She goes, yeah. And she said, and she's from Mexico. She said, can I still get a book? And I said, absolutely. So anyways, I gave her the book. I was leaving town. As I drove away, I honked. She was in the car and I thought she was either on her phone or she was reading my book. And I asked her, you know, let me know what you think of it. We'd exchanged contact information. And she wrote me that night and said, I was in my car because I'd had a really difficult morning at work. She says, I was actually written up by my superiors and I was crying when you drove up <clears throat> or when you were leaving. And she said, I sat in your car and read your book because I needed to clear my head. And she went, oh my God. That was exactly what I needed to hear this day. I realized that I've been putting my dreams on the back burner and I'm tired and I'm frustrated. Like it was just beautiful. And she was probably 21 years old. So I couldn't have made that happen, you know? And I just, just again, this openness to who needs the message when they need it. And I'm just the instrument. 
I like to say that it's not my job. It's not our job, yours and mine, to decide who's going to listen to this and when. Yeah. It's up to the universe to pick that the those people out when it's appropriate for them. Yeah, I can't tell you, Lynn, the number of times when um, we'll be taking calls and somebody will call in and say, you know, I was just perusing the dial and I stopped on your uh, station and you were talking about this and I've been thinking about this all day long. Mm-hmm. It happened. There will be somebody, there is somebody, I'm guaranteeing this, there's some, and you want to give us a call, you can, 425-373-5527. And there's somebody that is in their car on this Friday, the 24th of November, that is listening to us because this is touching their heart because this is very important to them. And first of all, I want to thank you for mm-hmm. providing the opportunity for me to share your story and what you're doing with our audience because you you are via, you are you're our proof that it can if that it can be done and you can do it and uh, i really appreciate you having you here thank you and as you see my map on the back i've got a world map and now i'm starting to post it and pin the places that it's going and share that on social media so so anybody can do this any of the listeners who have a family in another country or even if you want to share it in the states and talk about what you hope this message will do for somebody. You can reach out to me. My social media, I think, is on the website. And you can always send me an email through my website, too. And we've got just a couple of moments left. And I want to be, I want to give you the opportunity to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. Hmm. Well, it's interesting because you all celebrated, you all celebrated yesterday. And I would say that gratitude has been a game changer for me. So often people say, well, where do I start? What if every night you can just write down the things that went right for that day? Sometimes it's very easy to focus on what maybe isn't going the way you would love it. But you have to know that where we put our attention, our energy goes. So if we want to invite more good into our lives, um, for me, it's starting in the moment everything that I'm grateful for. So I do that every day. I have a really, you know, I think I have a very strong gratitude practice, which has grown. It wasn't always like this. And there were times when I only did see what wasn't going well. But I also realized that in some unconscious way, I was drawing more of the what wasn't going well into my life because of where I was placing my attention. So I think that that's one of the most expansive Uh, forms of energy to live from and you know there have been days where it's just thank you that this day is over and I get a reset tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) I don't have all the answers I am not on the mountaintop 24 7 but I'm there quite a bit now where I'm really loving the life that I'm living and I'm listening deeply it comes from listening to that voice in yourself that voice in your heart the voice that is saying you know what there's way more out there for you. And what would you love listening for that? And trust me, that positive voice, the more you listen to it, the louder it grows. Yes. And that other voice, the one that says that in my world sounds like my mother, uh, doesn't, it, it doesn't, it gets smaller. It gets smaller and less consequential because you are listening to the voice that really matters. And Lynn Harley, thank you so much for being here. Go to lynnharley.com, get the book, What If You Could? And I can guarantee you, if you ask that question, you'll be amazed at the results. So again, 
Thank you, Lynn, for being here. It's my pleasure. And have have fun in Mexico, and you'll have to uh, get come back and tell us how that goes. I'd love to do that. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. And by the way, we'll be back at three o'clock on Kixie. And by the way, be kind to one another because each other's all we've got. We'll see you at three o'clock on Kixie. The views expressed on this program are those.